So welcome back guys to <laughs> round number two. I have definitely learned some things about DMing. For anyone well, listening, if it's your first time DMing and things have to happen, like people meeting each other, just let it happen. Don't uh don't make them roll for it in case the person trying not to be seen rolls a natural twenty. <laughs> so, um I'm your DM, Sierra, and you guys wanna just go ahead. Who am I playing with today? Quinn. The character name or the Oh. Of death. <laughs> Is that how you could just speak? Continue. Uh yeah, so I'm Kurt. And uh, the character that I'm playing as is Furball. Uh, and I'm Morgan, and I'll be playing May, this time featuring uh, a French accent. Okay. Which Ooh. I forgot to do last time. <laughs> but we're just going to roll with it. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then, Quinn, do you want to introduce yourself one more time? Okay, I'm Quinn. I will be playing Jeff. Cool. <laughs> just so we can under- people can understand. Um, okay, so um, a quick recap of where we left off. So each of our heroes are working in some way either associated or um, kind of side associated with the huge funeral procession going that day for Benwin Cattle Herd. Um, the recent holder of the high seat on the high camp council in the city of Unir. Um, our heroes are all in the kind of sketchy tavern, the sloshed bear. Um, sketchy, ouch. <laughs> it's not so sketchy as it is rowdy. Um, you get some interesting characters in there. Um, as Furbel was eating some lunch, he saw... Eve. Mm. We don't know who she is yet, but Verbal certainly does, and we'll figure more about that later. Um, He was intimidated by Gormick Rockhard, and (laughs) as as he was about to leave uh, to save his little gnomish butt, um, Gormick grabbed him, but Eve stopped any further intimidation because she just said, you might be the one we're looking for. So, backtrack a little bit. Not backtracking, but meanwhile, as Jeff is working behind the bar, he is experiencing a very strange feeling of nostalgia or just uh, deja vu when he was serving the deep gnome with the German accent. He couldn't figure it out, but... As he noticed a new clientele, May, it clicks together and he thinks about a dream that came to him seven days prior, the night before Benwin Cattleherd was found dead. In this dream, he had seen a huge flood. He was looking down at first not knowing from where and then hearing a familiar whirring of an airship. He looked down from high above, and at first he thought he saw some logs and other debris in the water, this vast ocean. With closer inspection, he he realized they were bodies popping up, floating to the surface, some staying there, the less buoyant ones or weighed down by objects, 
maybe appearing for seconds and then going down to the bottoms of the depths of the unknown. He, in this dream, felt this terrible, terrible sense of failure and thinking, what could I have done to stop this? Right before he thought he would wake up, or hoped right he would wake he up, he, would wake up, he felt he would wake a up. grip on his left shoulder, and then his right, his and he looked and to one side right. and to the other to, to find a wood elf and a deep gnome standing next to him. And suddenly, he did not feel nearly as frightened or helpless. A voice came to him and said, Jeff, this is your destiny. This stop is your destiny. this catastrophe stop from happening. This catastrophe. I will help you along the way, but it's down to you three. Back in the slosh bear. <laughs> Jeff is just realizing as he notices May in the corner what is happening, and May is still waiting to get served as she sits against the wall. Um, and you have seen Furball going into the back table and uh, talking to some folks. Uh, Jeff, what do you want to do? Jeff uh, drops a glass as he has this recollection of this dream and hastily goes to clean up the mess that he's just made uh, before returning to serving clientele, of which he would be a man. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, would you like to approach her? Sure. Okay. Go. You're approached by Jeff. Okay. Can, can I get you anything, by him? Uh, oui. Uh, if you could, I would like your best mulled wine. Do we have mulled wine? Sure. Okay. Just go for it. Certainly, mm-hmm. man. So he runs back. He grabs some wine. Uh, would you like to say anything to her? Or not yet? No. Okay. He's burying this as he has a lot of uh, clients that he has to serve today. As you're doing this, you notice a sudden motion as a huge half-orc grabs the cup of the neck of the other companion in your image, or in in your vision, Um, and you see a little bit of tension over in that corner, but the rest of the bar doesn't really notice it because of all the rambunctious <laughs> goings on. I'm gonna try and sort of sneak my way over, trying not to draw the attention of them, but not particularly caring about who I bump into on the way. Mm-hmm. Just wanna make sure nothing happens in our- So you'd like room. to eavesdrop? Sure, that as well. So go ahead and how would you like to describe how you're going along about this? Because I don't know if Jeff is particularly stealthy. Just sort of go person by person, sort of looking to see if people want drinks. Ah, okay. Nice, nice, nice. Okay, go ahead and roll with advantage. That is a nine. A nine? Um, So as you near the table, um, just Eve, or uh, Eve kind of turns around and looks at you and just says, uh, do you mind? Do, do any of you need refills? <laughs> I mean, love class. As he says from the grip of a rock. <laughs> so, Gormick sets you down. He says, pull up a chair. And try, but I'm a little gnome. These chairs are a little big for me. So, like, I like scoot a little bit. Like, <laughs> 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 and 
just like pull up a chair. Gorvik looks at you with a slight expression of disgust. <laughs> I'm like three feet tall, and these chairs are like my height. So I'm like. You're also part of his security guard. <laughs> I mean, wait, let's see here. I do have. Um, May, you were also close enough to notice the slight tension um, when the chairs kind of made a squeaking noise against the table or against the floor. Um, so you, you, this is in your line of sight, but it's very loud, so you're not necessarily going to be able to hear every okay. now and then. I'm just gonna like pay attention to them and just like keep my eye on them Clock in them. case anything okay. like is happening. Sounds good. So you're s- sipping your wine. Mm-hmm. Oh, did I get my wine? Because I, I oh, don't did think you I did. <laughs> not yet. You never, get, you never got the wine. I'm not a, yeah. You have his name for a reason. Okay. <laughs> So May just feels very rejected, even though for some reason she just gets this whiff of rejection last time, yeah, even not knowing why. Even <laughs> sit and talk with you for a second. Oh well. Okay. So you sit down at this table and you only recognize Gormick and of course Eve. Eve leans over and says, I wish we had more time for some formalities. I would love to catch up uh, with you. But we have to discuss some very important matters of security. And we think you might be able to help us. She looks over the woman halfling, just gives a nod. And Eve continues saying, we have reason to believe Benwin Cattleherd was poisoned. <gasps> okay. Do I hear this? <laughs> Or did that oh. drinks? Well, she notices you're there, so okay. she waited until you left. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm uh-huh. um, the doctors saw no signs of anything except, um, so it looked at first appearance, it looked as if it was natural causes. But upon a second look after we autopsied the body, we saw that the inside had been covered in this slick black kind of slime and it had literally attached itself to his intestines and constricted until he died. Oh, a horrible way to go, I must say. It would have felt like mm, terrible, terrible, terrible stomach cramps. Oh, the constipation, just, he died because he, <laughs> okay, okay, I, I understand, this is, this is not good, because somebody, she looks at you, like, yeah. maybe this isn't a good idea, <laughs> I don't know about that, I think this is a very good idea to have me on, I, you know I can do very many things, so. we haven't offered you the, you don't know what we're asking yet, <laughs> What we're saying is the next day after this, the cook, her name is Araral. What is her name? Araral. 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 What's Araral? She was the personal cook of Benwin, and she hasn't been seen since that night. So we have reason to believe that she could be involved. But right now we need to make a decision whether or not going after her. Or we do know this type of poison is extremely rare. And our physician said that it can only come from plants from Mist Mall. There's one merchant in the city who is known to dabble in um, interesting uh, herbs and the sort. 
greenery if you would like. Uh, I would like, but... Uh... We have enough of a task force to be able to go speak to one or the other simply because most of us would be too recognizable by this point. I'm new in the city or else I would have reached out, but um, I'll be helping one task force, but we need someone to lead the other. Okay, okay. I think I am the known for the job. You're interested? I'm very interested. How much does it pay me? <laughs> she laughs. <laughs> ah, good old verbal. And Gormick just narrows his eyes. He says, it pays you not being locked up for a week. And then the woman halfling speaks for the first time, saying, now Gormick, we really need help with this. She turns to you and she said, it would pay you your freedom and a hundred gold pieces. I'm very interested. This is much more than your regular, regular like, security yeah. <laughs> pay. Yeah, that, that sounds more than what I should be paid for doing literally anything. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Yes, I, I think that this is going to be a very beneficial uh, relationship that people build here. And I look over to Gormick, and I'm like, I realize that he hates me, but also, like, I can do it for you. And I give him kind of like a head nod, just... A reassuring head nod. Mm-hmm. I can, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Give him a little thumbs up. Perfect. Jeff, are you serving uh, May yet? Yes. Okay. I come back with May's drink. Okay. Go ahead. I would like both when Eve sits back and starts laughing. Um, she has a very shrill, high-pitched laugh that Verbal knows to have given them away on several stealth missions in the past. Both of you can look over and go ahead and do a kind of perception check to see what they're talking about. I rolled a 15. Excellent. What's your perception? 17. So both of you, well, everyone else is So I rolled a 20 then. Yes. Okay, great. Good. Yes. Um, so when... Um, everyone is talking with their friends and you two are kind of alone but together, not really speaking. You're able to hear this exchange of a deal being made and you also hear right after that um, the older gnome leans in and says, um, yes, but uh, we, we don't particularly think this is a, either mission is very good for uh, one one person. Um, do, 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 do you happen to know any anyone else who um, would do some work for gold? Can I stand up at this point? I'm like, like I, I, I will do work for gold. Do you say it out loud to the whole party? <laughs> Moment before you do this, you, need to, you do realize you're sitting down right next to the process. <laughs> <laughs> yes, in that case, I stand up and I say, I love, I damn, your German accent is infecting mine. I, I will run for gold <laughs> and I look at the table. <laughs> Go ahead. You know what? Did you say that? Like, half of the bar turns and just like looks at you. And if they anything, look at who you're speaking, and multiple other people stand up and say, "Yeah, yeah, I could use some gold. Yeah, so could I. Good. Uh, so could I." If anything, it will just be a busy night. I, the halfling woman looks murderous. <laughs> she looks so pissed off. She stands up. And um, she sees you together, and she misunderstands that uh, you two are together, uh, Jeff and May. She stands up. At the time she stands up, the rest of the four people do. 
Gourmet picks the purple up by the scruff of the neck. Oh no! They go. Uh, the halfling woman kind of just says, follow us. Uh, to you two, and they make their way towards the stairs um, where Jeff would know there are private rooms up there for people to stay um, for overnight. Now, just so I'm clear, I'm like being like a like a <laughs> wet cat really, just yeah, being yes, picked okay. up by Gorman. <laughs> just like kicking my little nose <laughs> arms around like a spoiled child. Like, <laughs> I, I need to get the wrist. The whole bar sees this as you three exit upstairs, and then you hear almost immediately the band strikes up again and everything goes back to normal. This is not such an odd occurrence in, in a type of tavern like this. Um, so they're just like, oh, well, those people are screwed. <laughs> but it's okay. They take you up um, to a room. The halfling woman leans her ear against a couple. Um, and without asking anyone permission, the first empty room she finds uh, she opens the door, uh, files in. Ma'am? Ma'am? Hush. <laughs> she goes in, files you all in. She doesn't look... She she just looks annoyed and... Go ahead and roll a perception check. She's very difficult to read. Ooh, that's a, that's a one for me. Mm-hmm. I'm too busy being choked out by Gormick over here. <laughs> What'd you, what I had an eight. Okay. <laughs> I believe I have a seven. A seven. Okay. She just looks really pissed off right now. So you all go into the room. All of you file in. So right now there's a seven of you. Um, the room is meant for two people, so it's pretty crammed. But Gormick literally drops you onto one of the beds. Um, <laughs> and they turn around and they say, hmm, party of three. This could do nicely. So they set you down. The halfling woman who now, at first you thought that Gormick was in charge. You can tell, even with your low perception rolls, people do not fuck with this lady. Which is quite surprising because she's very small, thin, um, but not frail looking. You can see that she is extremely uh, strong um, just muscle, sinew all across. Um, she has long, wavy black hair and golden eyes. She's got the telltale rough uh, pink skin of a halfling. She is about two foot nine. Oh, so uh, <laughs> and um, she has a tattoo of a fox on her left shoulder. Have I seen her around before? No, you've never seen this woman gotcha. before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, none of you have seen this woman before. She leans up against the wall. She looks at May and says, So, how much of that did you hear? I heard an exchange of money, and I am available to work. I have many services that I can add to your... Whatever you need, really. And you? Man, I I already got a good paying job here at the end. You hear a voice in your head say, This is your destiny, Jeff. But I I guess I could use some uh, better better paying job. Quinn, while we're continuing this, you can start looking into first level warlock skills. (laughs) (laughs) Finally. Yeah. So you feel almost like a, a kind of jolt 
And you hear her voice say, oh, that makes everything easier for the rest of us. So she looks at... Just one question. What skills do I have? Am I first level now or no? First level. Okay. First level warlock. They fill you in on what they think about Benwin Cattleherd. All of you know Benwin. Um, he was very beloved um, amongst the town, the city. He... Uh, was from the lowlands, which make up the vast majority of the great continents of Unir. The people there are known for living in poverty. Um, they're often they often work in agriculture, but the the fields are not particularly forgiving. And most of them are people who they ended up moving there after the great droughts when they could find nothing better in the cities. Many of them, there was a huge famine before the uniting of the continent and then irrigation systems and well systems were created so that they could survive. But unlike the cities that basically take up where old continents used to be, they're just much further behind. It's almost like if you went there, it's like you would see technology from hundreds of years, around the time of unification, and they're often forgotten. So, Benwin is only the second person ever to sit on the High Council from the Lowlands. He campaigns uh, for rights for the Lowlanders because Recently, there was, like within the last 50 years or so, there was a discovery, a mining phenomenon, where they found this new gem. It's called, They call it Ristral Rock. Um, they found, because previously they had only found a few pockets of it within the Ristral chain, but then um, there were some miners. You know them as huge mining company. Um, it's called Sons of Orwell. And um, Orwell was going around and he found these massive um, spots of restored rock in the lowlands. It has a kind of magic quality to it and with very minimal um, you know, engineering, um, they help make uh, airships. So this mining company blew up. I mean, it got huge. They employed a lot of the lowlanders, but Benwin, when he was elected to the high council, he um, brought to attention how poorly they treated the people, the lowlanders who were working there. And he basically campaigned to let the locals uh, have the power of their local economy and start their own um, many different mining companies um, and with a lot of campaigning it worked and the Orwell and Sons um, definitely took a huge blow but at the same time you know that they've kind of moved on um, to other technological um, things they work a lot with airships now so you know them and this is what Benwin is really famous for. So a lot of people in the cities um, were kind of peeved because a lot of them had um, investments in Sons of Orwell. Um, but the lowlanders who actually make up the much greater population of the continent um, loved him. And so he eventually got elected to high seat. Um, he'd been in power for a couple years until his recent death. Some of this you, uh, most of this is just normal background information that you would know. 
know, because it's kind of like people knowing about Apple mm-hmm. or something like this. This is a huge company uh, or Amazon. So you kind of reflect on um, Bedouin being killed because um, whether or not neither of you are very aristocratic, so you might have or not have very strong opinions about Bedouin. But when you hear about his assassination, you do know like the potential assassination. Um, you do know that this would be a huge blow, possibly enough to, you know, create sparks for contention within the unified continent. And that has not happened since the unifying, which would be crazy. So, you know, this is a big deal. (laughs) So then they go on, um, this woman, uh, this halfling woman, she goes on to say, as we told him, there are two jobs that we need to be done. We can take care of one, but the other one we will employ three what do you think you your skills are catered to one would be more of intrigue to find a potential assassin uh one and one well it could require brute force or charisma trying to get information from this merchant who did he sell the poisons to because that could cut out the middleman altogether we're sure that no uh, no individual cook is <laughs> plotting on her own. Well, as Eve knows, I'm very charismatic, so I think that we could possibly do uh, with the charisma. Are you actually charismatic? No, no. Yeah, I, I think we found out last time that... Eve just uh, gets, like, I, I thought so, but you see as you say that, Eve's, uh, she has like this smile plastered to her face and her eyes just kind of like get glassy over. <laughs> Yeah. She's just like all the times I've heard most fucked up mission because he tried to charisma his way out of it. Um, and then with like the halfling woman looks at Eve's expression, and then she just looks at you two who had literally moments before they just been like, I want gold. <laughs> and everyone, she was like, maybe the intrigue. My charisma, it. It's okay. I have a, this is a, this is this accent's ridiculous. <laughs> I it is not the the last charisma. It's all right. It's fine. Okay. I'm very wise though. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I work in a bar. I can do talking. She just puts her head her head in her hands. Oh, I thought you two were together. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Well. She looks at you, Jeff, and she says, yes, you do work in a bar, but at least you have one skill because of it. You have access to the underground. And Jeff, you didn't think she would know this, but you do know that the underground, which is um, kind of where like the thieves of the city, they do have an entrance um, behind your bar. You guys live peacefully. They come and go. You don't say anything about them and they don't do anything to your bar. Jack makes a noticeable gulp. <laughs> so it seems like it's been decided. We'll go talk to the merchants. You two will try to um, track down Araral. This oh, we is can that, do for That's the cook? Mm-hmm, the cook. Araral. I'll give you, um, and she describes her for you. She said, let me give you a brief description. Very red hair. She's also a halfling. She has blue eyes. Her face is uh, scarred with pockmarks. She said, um, before you go, we can offer you um, a few things to help. She turns to the small gnome man and he comes up and says, I, 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 
<laughs> he just looks panicked to talk in general. Yeah. He goes up and says, I, I'm, 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 I'm Lee, uh, Lee, Lee Heavystep. I don't know um, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you are uh, aware of my position on the, on the, on the High Council um, and the, the, the president of the, 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 un, the university here. Um, you see his um, eyes are full of tears, actually. He said, please, please, please take this mission very seriously. It was I who first found and funded Ben Wen so many years ago. Such a wonderful, talented boy, man. It's been so long. He breaks down. The halfling woman sighs and just says, Gorbit, can you give them the stuff? Gorbit goes over, he reaches into a bag. Um, he hands out um, boots of stealth. He offers a ring. They say that this will increase your AC by one. This will help you defend yourself. They also give you a ring and they say, this will help you um, be persuasive. Along with that, they give each of you um, a vial of greater healing. So, so you'll get the plus one to charisma, AC, and then what was stealth. The boots were plus one? Um, to stealth, yeah, plus okay. one. I don't have that I, on you my... You can actually re-roll stealth. Actually, it's not plus one. You re-roll stealth. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I should um, make that clear. What What is stealth under the, these categories? Dexterity. Dexterity. They tell them, they say, we, we would like to have Aurora ideally for questioning. Um, so if you can capture her alive. Um, Gormick starts to speak. He says, she's a good lass. If she did this... It was probably for fear of fear or um, or threats. So he did. He looks a little concerned. I don't think she would do this on her own. Does she have any families that we could possibly talk to and see where she might be? She, uh, as far as they know, they tell her that, or they tell all of you, she moved away from her family a long time ago. She's not from Unir. Okay. Um, like they, so you two kind of understand it. They say um, she has mentioned a brother, but as far as they know, he lives um, actually in the lowlands. She's a lowlander. So Jeff, you know that um, the entrance is behind the bar. Um, you would go behind the bar and there is a button underneath um, this bottle of um, it's essentially like, uh, what is it called? Eth ether? It's, um, what is that really nasty, strong? Ether? Ether. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like no one ever orders it. So, so there's a button underneath it. And the thing is, if people do order it, then they would never know what's going on around them. <laughs> so, Wait, are you um, talking about absinthe? No, not absinthe. Isn't ether... Do you consume that? I thought it was just for like what kidnapping people. No, it's not that. I know, I'm talking about an alcohol. It's basically like rubbing alcohol. Moonshine? No, what is it? I thought it was called ether. Um, Something flat. Moonshine, though. Yeah. Well, it's like basically this bottle of rubbing alcohol, and people only, if they were to drink it, they would probably not remember anything through the night. And then most people don't drink it at all, so they figured it was a good place to put it. Gotcha. But there's um, a little button underneath it, um, like a panel. 
Um, so if you slide the panel, then in the side, there's, um, so basically there's the bar, and then there's a cupboard under the stairs. And if you do that, then you can go to the, um, the cupboard and uh, some a ladder will fall down, like a little trap door essentially opens and falls down. So you can go back there. There's some supplies back there and everything. So just like a storage area. Um, your family knows about this place. It's been there, it came with the place, um, but yeah. All right. Do I know how to read and write or no? <laughs> read and write basic things. You wrote okay. slosh bear on the... I did write slosh yeah. bear on the... Okay. You, can, you can read and write. I write but what is your intelligence? Oh, uh, it's like 13. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can read and write. Can I just roll to see if there were any spelling mistakes on, like, slosh bear? Like, <laughs> just spell wrong or bear is like B-A-A-R, like bar. Can I roll for that? You, I mean, I can tell you right now that it, it was written correctly, but the paint job for the actual bear was horrendous so like you can tell that it was supposed to like you think it was supposed to be this really aggressive bear like kind of intimidating but it's just like a teddy bear with like some blood and like holding a mug of ale (laughs) like like red spots you think are supposed to be gore um but it's like very it's almost cute and like a little creepy like something you would get in a child therapy session (laughs) where did did the drought touch you on this doll this doll's bear Oh my gosh. Oh god. Um, okay. So you know about that. Um, they say once you, um, it, when you catch her, if you should be so successful, um, then go ahead and if you catch her or if you don't catch her, come back um, and we will meet you uh, at the Grand Square tomorrow evening at 5 o'clock. They said, talk to the person who gives five gold to the bard. So they say, we wish you luck. Ma'am, it's three silver pieces to rent a room for an hour. She just looks at you and says, go on now. You haven't been there for an hour. You've been there for like 10 minutes. Okay, ma'am. Okay. And she she just walks out. um, And as you guys leave behind her, she's nowhere to be seen. Gormick just kind of chuckles. Ah, good old Mine. And then he kind of gives you a rough look, like, don't fuck this up, boy. <laughs> and then heads on down. I immediately cower and, like, put up my yeah. head. He brings Lee with him, too, who's still sobbing. He basically picks him up under his arm, like, football style. <laughs> just carries him out. Eve looks at you guys and says, I have to go with my own task force, but good luck, verbal. She kind of smiles, shakes her head. Be careful. And she, like, gives you a noogie, but then also gives you a hug. Um, and then runs out. I hug her back. Yeah. You guys are good buds. Yeah. I think we need to make our way down to uh, the entrance to the seed guild. So that's what I was thinking as well. What you then, Jeff? Well, Do you know each other's names? Have you introduced no. each other? That's true. We don't know each other's names. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, uh, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Furball, and you are? My name is May. <laughs> Your accent. Uh, I don't remember where I am from. Miss Lo. 
Miss Small mm-hmm. yes, in the mountains. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. very good. I'm from Miss Small, but also in the mountains. Uh, I am here now in the city, working, doing whatever I can to make some money for my family. Howdy, uh, my name is Jeff. Uh, I work here, so I, I wasn't expecting to find other employment, but uh, if you guys follow me, we could go down. No. Same. <laughs> <laughs> kind of mimic joke. Sounds good to me, brother. <laughs> oh gosh. <clears throat> now the song's wonderful. So. I think if this girl is in hiding, then uh, we should find some people who know how to hide people, and we maybe they know something. I think that is also a really good idea. I believe we should follow Jeff. Um, our newfound compatriot yes. uh, to the team guild, yeah. You must know the way. Phone? Okay. So my family knows no one from the sort of underground circuit. You've seen them. Um, Sometimes they don't really come in. They don't usually come in during the day. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, you would recognize some of them definitely. And like, yeah, Yeah. but like you've grown up in this tavern. Mm -hmm. So sometimes at night, if you're going down to like sneak a cookie, or when you were little, or not little, <laughs> um, or during the night if you're cleaning up after everyone's left, sometimes you'll just hear like the um, trap door open, someone will come up, hey Jeff, <laughs> and then head on out, do their thing, and you just keep on doing your work. <laughs> you think um, it wouldn't surprise you, your, your mother is the matriarch of the tavern, um, and it wouldn't surprise you if she if uh, she gets a few gold pieces a month just to, mm. to let them go through with no issue. But something cheap. But you guys are on good terms. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, I rushed down. I wrote an, I write a little note for uh, my mother in that case. <laughs> what, what do you want to write to her? Uh, Sorry, Ma, got pulled into something. I'll be back tomorrow evening. You can practically, you can practically hear her saying, God damn, Jeff, on the day of the funeral. God damn that boy. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Okay, so you slide that under. Um, you can run upstairs really quick because you guys live on the third floor. Hmm. Um, if you want to just drop that off. Um, no, I leave it behind the bar. Okay. Don't want to see it. Okay, cool. Um, so you guys make your way down. There's a ton of commotion, so I'm just going to let you guys slip in. It looks like uh, you guys just are employed or are asking about employment. There's a lot of stuff going in. So you go ahead and you slide the panel. Um, Jeff lets you into the cupboard under the stairs. Um, you guys go in there. It's not really enough room for three people, but one of you is a gnome, so it's just a kind of crowded. So you guys, yeah, Jeff shuts the door behind you. And um, you see that there's a hole in the ground. Um, it's essentially, it was, uh, the ground is stone, flattened stone. Um, so one of the stones just slid back and there's already cracks between the stones. So like you wouldn't even notice the difference when it was in place. And there is a ladder going down, a wooden ladder. And you look down and um, it's dim but not dark. So you can assume there's some torches down there. So with my superior dark vision, like, can I see how far down it is? Like, is it... Do you go down into the tunnel? Yes. Um, you guys make your way down the tunnel. Um, uh, as soon as you go down, um, you see uh, another panel uh, next to the ladder. Um, would you guys like to shut the 
the trap door behind you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Probably a good idea. So you slide in. The trap door goes above you. Um, you see along this, it's a pretty well kept um, passageway. I mean, it is underneath the ground. It's um, not like anything buffed or shined. But you see that there are torches every maybe like 50, 100 feet. It's not exact increments, but your dark vision wouldn't work because this is dim lighting, not dark. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But you see that it goes um, both ways uh, um, in either direction. Um, but Jeff, uh, in the few times that you've like had small talk with people, you do see that they usually go down to the right. All right, all right, all right. You should go right. So you guys start heading down. Um, would you guys like to get acquainted anymore while you're walking? You're walking for a while. So uh, what brought you to, to earlier? My family, they sent me to come to the city to work at a farm was, it was not doing very well. So I am here, I've been here for a few years now, but uh, I have not heard from them recently. You say I have a farm? Or not. Yeah, I have just been traveling around for the last uh, 20 years or so, you know, seeing the countryside and meeting very cool people, uh, obviously making plenty of friends along the way. Mm. So, as you can probably tell, I'm very talkative and very good at what I do. So, you, you seem a friend, chap. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do what I can here and there, so it is okay. You guys make your way down. Um, after about a half hour of walking, um, you guys come to a door in the wall. It is a thick metal door. Um, you see that there's a slit, and you can't see through it, but you imagine someone could kind of open it. Um, and on the door, uh, there are different colored panels. Um, they're primary colors, so blue, yellow, and red. Um, and they go where a door handle normally would be, but it goes, um, it goes red, yellow, and then blue. Okay. Um, and there's a little slit. Can I make a perception check for Thieves Camp? Like, for Thieves Camp? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you speak Thieves Camp? I do, because Ooh. of my background. Okay, very nice. That is a 14. Okay. Um, So you do see it. Um, It's actually under, like, after looking around, um, moving some of the dirt um, that's at the base of the door, um, you find uh, some hard wood at the base of the door. In Thieves' Cant, it says, don't get down in blue, come on in. I repeat that to the rest of the party. So I don't think that we should press the blue button. It says don't get down in blue. So that's, we have now a 50-50 chance of getting it right, yeah? Mm-hmm. Would either of you two like to do some perception? Could my wisdom help us any here? Well, that's part of perception. Oh. So like you can, you can look around. I mean, do you want to look around? Because he found one panel that says uh, something in Thieves Can't. Okay. No, it's a two. But no, once yeah. you add. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Would you like to Okay, maybe. (laughs) It's a bit worse than what she wrote. Okay, because you got a 14, right? Yeah, that is a nat one. So you just, you see the 
that and um with my that one do i just randomly push a button try to look at the wall what in my experience is usually bad you know yellow it's kind of a uh, uh, maybe go a little slower so maybe we push the yellow button yeah okay okay would you like to push the yellow button? Can I reach the yellow button? <laughs> you can reach the yellow button. I will go ahead and push the yellow button. Okay, where are you guys? <laughs> oh god, this isn't good. Uh, well, I'm right next to the door, okay. so... And then... I am behind him. Okay. I don't know. All right. So you go ahead and you're, you're probably near the group too if you're looking around. So you go ahead and uh, press the yellow button. Everyone make a dexterity saving check. That's a 14 plus 5, 19. Okay. Nothing. I got a 20. Okay. Let me see how many guards you get hit by. <laughs> you got um, a 20? Yeah. Okay. You got a, what did you get? A nine. Nine, and you got? 19. 19. Okay. So you two will take half damage, and Quinn, you'll take full damage. Um, you guys get hit by 13 darts. <laughs> Jeff is bad. <laughs> Yes, that. Oh, no. So let me see. Let me just you two will take thirteen damage. Oh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm dead. Oh, okay, are you dead? What is your net? Ten. Ten. Okay, Ten. then take a quarter of it. Um, take uh, six damage. Oof. And you'll take thirteen. Yeah, I'm dead. <laughs> so this isn't good. This was not as okay. <laughs> You are such a such so Jeffy's unconscious. <laughs> my, my bad guys. Uh, uh-huh. So I guess I guess because I was the one who did this, I'm gonna take my vial of no, I mean unless May can do something. Can I do you have any healing spell? Oh wait, yeah, I have healing word. Okay, so you can uh, bring him back. What does that do? Heals one living creature, one d four plus one d four sl plus spellcasting ability modifier. So two d four. Okay, cool. Um, and then so that's your spellcasting ability. So do you know your spellcasting ability? No. Um, Bridger should be wisdom, so it should be plus your wisdom. Oh, good. Okay, so okay, so two d four. Go ahead and roll those two. All right, so I got a three and a four. Seven plus, plus what's five. your wisdom modifier? My the modifier is plus three plus. Proficiency, so it's all side. So I think you're back yeah. to full, right? Okay. okay, so you heal up Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> Jeff comes too. <laughs> yeah. So that didn't go according to plan. So uh, maybe we can just knock on the door and see if they will let us in. That sounds good. Okay, yeah. do you want to knock on the door? I take my quarter staff and just ding, ding, ding. You just hear it. And you see two eyes peer through and say, Howdy, sir. <laughs> he looks like he does a double take. <clears throat> is that Jeff? Yeah, it is. Hey, Jeff. Well, we're supposed to use a password, but Jeff, do you trust these guys? I, I, I do. I do. Okay. Uh, let me just get the door for you. He opens it. He sees you guys covered with darts and says, Ooh. Ooh, ah, yeah. you pressed a yellow, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. He said, Jeff, if you want to come back and visit anytime soon, it's a, uh, you press the red and yellow together. You just don't press the blue. <laughs> I'm 
little furrow kind of a little a little tear rolls down his right cheek. Like God damn it. He lets you in. Um you see he's a big guy. Um you see him um, actually more often than most people, uh, probably because his job is usually guarding the door. So every now and then, like, if he has to go run, get anyone. So he lets you in. So he comes in. Uh, you guys walk in. He closes the door behind you, and he goes, uh, yikes. <laughs> and uh, he says, ah, Jeff, I'm sorry about that. He says, do you want some ointment for the... Bricks, it'll help you out a little bit. Sure, if you have. He pulls it out. He said, Some of these guys come back so drunk, they just get picked all over. I gotta go see, recognize them. And he starts putting um, this ointment on all of you guys, all your little pinpricks, and um, you guys get healed up. Because they're meant for these starts. Yeah. Yeah, no problem. Jeff, what brings you around here? Well, apparently I'm supposed to go look for someone. Uh, His eyes narrow. A halfling gal? A halfling gal. Yeah. Do you have a name? Uh, the name escapes me right now. Arara. 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 We got we got women. You don't have to say something in your foreign language. We're, we're good. We're good. You're looking for Rara? Why? What what happened? We heard that she's a really good cook. And we want to sample some of her dishes. Yeah, she makes some pretty good damn good food. You wanna sample some of your dishes? Go ahead and roll a deception check. That's good because I have proficiency in deception, which means it's plus one. This is you. Shoot. No. That's, that's a natural one. This goes to my dice That's gone. What okay. the fuck do you want to do with my girlfriend? We are concerned for her. Why are you concerned for her? She is in danger. He comes up to his full gnomish height. You suddenly notice his uh, rapier at his side just flash for a second. Why is Rural in danger? Verbal goes to speak and then realizes that maybe this isn't the best time. So I kind of just... He also Jeff. Jeff, but I've known you since you were this tall. And he, he, he puts it like next to his shoulder because that would be like a very small child for human, but it's all for him. So what is going on? Some some people came to to the inn looking for her. Who? Some some guardsmen and uh, I, I I don't know there was this big orc guy and he was, he was a bit scary. Big orc guy? Can you describe him to me? You know that um, Gor- Gormick. I think I mentioned it last time. He's mm-hmm. huge. He's got um, a handlebar mustache. That's like his his defining trait that's a uh-huh. he, he had a he had a nice stash he kind of leans back oh my god what did she do this time <sighs> were they looking to arrest her I, I don't think so he he seemed to think why did they her. send you because I was there <laughs> and he grabbed me <laughs> and told me to come down here and there's no woman with her and and what and are you two planning to do or are you three you know uh i'm speaking in gnomish now thank you know my friend uh 
I, I just want to help somebody who seems to be in a little bit over their head, as we say, you know, in Gnomish. Uh, you know. But what are you going to do with her? We you just want to talk to her. I just want to talk to her. It's nothing, uh, nothing fishy. You just need to talk. Go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. You can also roll because you talked to him a lot. Thank you. But you didn't tell him what you wanted to do. You were just like, someone came. So what do you want? That is a uh, 17. 17. He looks at you. He looks nervous. He says, Jeff, I've known you a long time. Can I trust you? I don't know if I can trust myself, but I don't know who we can trust, so... Let me get someone here to cover. And he turns, and there's a little uh, rope, and you see rope on the rest, and he pulls it. And um, you don't hear anything, but um, within a few minutes, um, another guy comes down, uh, and... He just says, I've got a bit of emergency, nothing for the guild, don't worry. And um, he says, you three follow me. Uh, Finally, you get to this big cavern. Um, You see that actually it looks like apartments into the side of the cavern have been like dug out um, and they've got curtains going across them with ladders. Um, He makes his way over. He says, up you go, second one up to the right. so you can presume that he's bringing you back to his place. So you see other people looking around. Um, they see him. He gives him a nod. Go on up. Uh, I go. You go up. I'll go up second. You go up and you go up. Okay. You go in. Um, you kind of move aside this thick curtain. Um, it dulls the sounds of uh, soft chatter of other people in this cavern Um, and inside you see a very cozy um, little one room apartment there's a bed in a corner um, a chest with some clothes and everything and a little kitchen and stove top Um, and you see um, this halfling who could only be uh, Araral um, with her bright red hair, blue eyes, um, pockmarked face. She's um, there cooking away, singing to herself. Um, yeah, as you walk, as soon as you walk in, she turns around and says, what are you doing in my house? And then he comes and says, Araro, we need to talk. He never uses her full name, so she just kind of stops and says, what, what's wrong? Hun, what's wrong, laddie? And he says, these people come and tell me that uh, Gormick, Gormick Rockhard is looking for you. What's up? The spoon in her hand clatters to the ground. Her eyes fill with tears. She says, I didn't want to do it. They have my brother. Laddie, they have my brother. I didn't want to do it, but, but I had to. And he said, what did you do? And she says, I, I, I was just doing my job, and they approached me, and they said I had to do... You know, I, I love Benwin. He's the best leader we've had in, in decades. He represents the Lowlanders. And... Okay, go ahead. So she's just kind of like... She's starting to cry. Lad looks visibly upset, but hasn't gone to comfort her. He just looks annoyed. Who is they? She just looks at you and 
uh, she just looks at you and starts shaking her head. Lad looks over and says, she won't even tell me. She just is acting suspicious. I could put two and two together, but God, I love her. So um, she just shakes her head. I, I, I can't. I really can't. I'm sorry. They're, they're dangerous people. I, I kind of turn to Jeff and I say, would you, would you mind using a little bit of your southern hospitality here and maybe uh, convincing her to talk? I don't know what is going to happen. Uh, if you being brought around uh, back to Gormick, uh, I, I, I don't know what they're going to do, but I know he at least is a little bit fond of you. Her eyes soften when she hears Gormick. He's a good lad. You verbal descent. I would put myself in his big arms before uh, taking it out alone. If you, you hear what I mean. Go ahead and roll persuasion with advantage. That's it, 21. She looks at you guys. Okay. They came to me in the night. They were. And all of a sudden she stops. You see. A necklace that she's wearing starts to glow. She starts retching. She puts her hands to her throat and she collapses on the ground. Glad <sighs> runs over to her, looks up, says, No, no. She's dead.